All right. Well, good morning. Good morning. We're back. It's Sunday again, and we're back again. Man, what a week. It's been a rough week. And this continuously, it's <laughs> continues. This is what happens when you invite your wife to come along and sit at a table and talk about some stuff. She, she's playing still on Facebook. You guys are probably still playing on Facebook. Stop playing on Facebook. Pay attention. Focus. Put your dogs down. Quit rubbing cats. You know who I'm talking to when I say cats, and you know who I'm talking to when I say dogs. So put them down. But anyway, we're, you know, I, I've been thinking about this all week long, and it was it was kind of funny. I was in the garage this morning um, putting some meat on the smoker for this evening. But I get a, a private message from someone just encouraging me to continue to do what we're doing because they understand how complicated it is to just come in and, and talk to a camera. When you're not, you're not talking to people, you don't have that one-on-one interaction. And uh, to get that private message this morning, just done something for me. I ain't going to throw no names out there, but thank you. And you have no idea what we're praying for and what we're praying about during the week. But um, I got tied up in the passion thing of what it takes to maintain passion and what causes us to lose passion. What is our passion? And uh, so this morning I just, I wanted Debbie to come along and we're just gonna, we're gonna talk about it a little bit. And if I preach, don't worry, I'll stand up (laughs) before y'all start sending all these messages to tell me to stand up. If I feel like standing up and I think I'm supposed to stand, I'll stand up. You just hang on. Maybe you ought to dance around your living room too. But anyway, let's talk about passion this morning and, and what, what is passion? What, what causes that to happen and, and where does that come from and, and what should we do to maintain it and what happens and causes us to lose it, that type of thing. But I just want to say good morning to a few people this morning. I see you, you're coming on Facebook and you're, uh, you're joining and you're waving. So we just want to say good morning, Deborah Hickman. Man, it's nice to see your name. Good morning, lady. Um, I see uh, Carol Brown has joined. Good morning, Carol. We've got some others that's joined up. I can't keep up with y'all. So I'm just going to, we'll continue to go on. But everybody else, if you're on, just say good morning to us and we'll say good morning back to you. We got Tommy and Billy finally decided they was coming back from a fishing trip. Well, I'm going to tell you what, when, if I could call a church into a fast and the church would become as silent and off grid like those two do when they go fishing, I believe that the church could find some more depth in their faith because those two went, they went completely off the grid. I mean, I got no text messages from Tommy. I ain't feeling no love. I didn't get no phone call, didn't see no pictures. I know what it was. It was a bad trip. No. Because when they catch fish, they gloat. 
<laughs> when they go and they don't catch fish, it's real quiet on the waters. Did y'all have a good time though? And see, y'all, you have to you have to be here. <laughs> see, man, I wish church was open again so you could just look back there and see the doom and the gloom because of their fishing trip. It must have been very unsuccessful. I haven't had a whole lot of time to talk to them about it, but I'll dig into that. I'll, I'll poke and prod that bear when we're done getting off of Facebook Live. But let's open up in prayer. I know that I'm trying to send messages and call and just reach out and touch people. And man, if I haven't personally called you, don't don't be offended by it. Um, we've got other people in the church that are picking up the phones and, and just reaching out and touching people and, and just talking to them. I mean, it's, it's hard not having the one-on-one and the, and the face-to-face communication, but you know what? We'll get through this, and it, it's all going to be good. But um, I've seen a couple of people that um, Dennis had mentioned something about his brother that lived in Florida. Um, they didn't know what was going on. They went through all the testing. He he didn't test for anything with dealing with the COVID. Um, so we're just waiting to hear back from his sister this morning, which was good news. And um, we've got some other good stuff coming around and uh, that's taking place in the church. So just because you're not here don't mean God ain't working. It's just like that song. Just because I don't see you don't mean you ain't working. And, and I would challenge you guys, you know, when God's answering prayers or or... You, you get confirmation for things in your life. Oops, sorry, I need a mic. Okay. See, okay. here again, this is another reason. <laughs> when you invite your wife. So I just said I, w- I would challenge you as well to share things with not just the church but with your Facebook community um, online or with us. Send us a text. Um, we're still working, you know, we're blessed, we're still working, so we still have things going on. And because we don't get to meet here physically, um, if we miss something, you know, we want to hear about that. We want to hear the, the good reports that God is doing in your life. We want to hear the things that you're overcoming. We want to pray with you. So continue to send those to us um, and continue to encourage us as well. Send us those praise reports. We need them. We need them, guys. Well, let's... Uh... Let's go into a moment of prayer, and then we'll, uh, we're going to talk about this heated discussion, I think. So, Father, this morning, we just we thank you for the people that you've placed in our lives. Yes, Lord. Thank you. God, that causes us to continue to walk out our purpose in yes. your kingdom. Thank you, Father. God, there's so many times, man, we, we, could, we could find ourselves just wrapped up in pity. Yes. And uh, we, we could set in our own, our own timeouts, if you will, and, and just allow our passion to wane. And, but God, I thank you for reminding us and getting us refocused and getting us back on track. Yes. And, and having us, Father, to continue with not only with passion, but with a desire to accomplish what you've put in us. Yes, thank you. So, Father, for the people that have joined us live on Facebook that will watch now and will watch later, Father, I I just speak blessings over them and their homes and their family. Father, I would ask that, God, they would get that that special text or that that special phone call or that special encouragement, Father, that would lift their spirits. 
Father, in a time of need. And Father, we just ask that you would continue to bless this country. Yes. Father, that you would just look after our leaders, Father, yes. as, as, the, as they go forward in making their decisions, Father, and yes. that you would give them guidance. And God, that you would just overwhelm their minds and their hearts. Father, that you would give them the compassion that Jesus walked with. Amen. And Father, with everything that we do, Father, we thank yes. you for protection. Thank you, Father. And Father, it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Yes. Amen. Amen. Well, like I said, we, I want to talk about passion, and I've got a couple of scripture, and I'm going to read these two scriptures, and then we're just, we're just going to talk. I want, I want to see what others might think or feel and, and where they stand with this. But in John chapter 20 and verse 19 and 20, this is... We're at a time, I'm just going to give you a little backdrop to catch you up, but we're, we're at a time now where our disciples, the ones that, that we read their, their letters and, and we try to structure certain things in our life after them and, and watch how they've done things. But these disciples that had given up everything to follow Christ, Christ had already told them that he was... He was the Messiah once it was revealed to Peter through God. And, and Jesus began to talk to them about everything in the, in the kingdom. And man, if you just really just read all of Jesus' teachings, you could get very confused very quickly because he didn't just lay everything out real nice and neat and say step one, two, and three. He said that the kingdom is, is like a seed. I mean, he, he would... He always give you all of these things and you really got to look into that and dig and dig and yeah. dig. But what we don't want to get, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the, here these apostles are. They, they've given up their lives and everything else about themselves and their family and if they, the ones that had family. And, and they would follow Christ and Jesus told them that he was going to leave. Jesus said that they're going to destroy the temple, but in three days he would rise it up again. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that you had to hear when Jesus taught. What do you mean? What temple? What are you talking about? So we're thinking about the big temple, and he's talking about himself. But after all this stuff had transpired, man, they trusted in God. They believed in God. They had a passion to follow Christ. And they followed him with everything they had. And now he died. They're scared. Yeah. They locked themselves in a room. This is three days after the fact. They're locked up in a room, scared for their life. And all hope's lost. Yeah. So now, now what do we do? When... When we're told from God that this is what's going to happen and, and I'll never leave you and I'm always here for you and, well, don't worry about it, that I've overcome the world. You don't have to worry about the tribulations and we'll, we'll take care of this and we'll take... And then something in our lives takes place like it has now. Now what? Yeah. So what is our passion point? What drives our passion? But this is where the disciples are now. They're in this room. And it said, then, this is starting at verse 19. It says, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews. 
Jesus came and stood in the midst, and he said to them, Peace be with you. Amen. There's a lot, there's a whole sermon in that with just, with, with, with peace be with you, because it, it's, it's not the peace of this world I'll leave with you, but I, I leave you my peace, and it's the peace that Amen. will guard and protect your heart right. and your mind. It's, it's that peace that surpasses all understanding. There's a whole sermon there just with peace. But when we, it says, when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Man, that, that took me to a different place this morning. Because he, well, let me, man, here I go again, bombshells. (laughs) Then the disciples were glad. I I really, I wish I could have found a translation that took that word glad and expressed it as the Greek would have expressed it to a, man, we're not talking about, oh, well, that's great. You look good. Glad to see you. Glad you came. You know, it's kind of like those friends that you have that come and visit, and you kind of are and you kind of aren't their friends. You kind of are glad that they're there, and you kind of aren't glad. Well, I don't think this was taking place when Jesus walked into the room. I don't think the disciples looked and went, "Oh, hey, well, it's hey, it's good to see you. Would you like a drink, man? You're looking good today." It wasn't. They were ecstatic. I think they were shocked. I think they were overwhelmed. I, I think they were, I think it relit something back in their life again. Right. I think that they seen hope again, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago. Hope turned me around. And, and, I, and I think this was at a point in time in their life that, man, when everything is, dis, when they're distraught and everything in the world is, is down and around you, and then all of a sudden hope shows up. I don't think that the word glad is good enough word to express <laughs> what they would be feeling. I mean, we got to remember three and a half years walking with Jesus and he leaves and how distraught they come up. I can imagine. You think about it, you put it, put it in context for you. Um, you know, you have uh, a spiritual father or a father um, that stands with you, guides you all the way, you know, you're excited, you're building this great faith, you're building this um, great movement in the kingdom, and all of a sudden he's gone, and you're left standing there. What happens? You know, how do you regain that strength? How do you regain that fire? How do you regain that passion when everything you see with your eyes and you felt in your heart is gone? It's disappeared. Everything that you were told. Everything. Everything. Everything that you were taught, all the principles, all the precepts. That'll preach. (laughs) Everything that you were taught, and then come to find that the one that taught has has gone and departed. Yep. This this is why I really want to talk about passion, because I, I feel that... Even with the disciples, I mean, Jesus, Jesus done something different here. When, when he came back, Jesus didn't come back and begin to teach. Hmm. When he showed back up with the disciples, he walked into the room and he said, here, look, yeah. touch, feel, come and see. Jesus turned it from a, from a teaching when, when, when all that Jesus' teachings were, were good, and I'm not trying to degrade that because sure. that's, yeah. it's impossible to do that. We shouldn't do that. 
but I think what we get in ourselves sometimes that we begin to take and replace the passion, the passion for Jesus, the man Jesus, yes. is replaced with the passion of the principles right. and the teachings of Jesus. Yeah. See, we, we used to come to church just so excited <laughs> yes. because we had entered into a relationship with Jesus and we loved Jesus so much. And then after a time, we would begin hearing scripture and hearing word being preached and taught yes. as it should be. But we end up getting and falling into a trap of our passion becomes the principles. Right. Mm, that's so now we begin to walk out our faith based on principles right. and precepts. And, and, and if we're not careful with that, that, that will cause us to walk our faith out with tunnel vision. Yes. Because now we're going to be getting, because, and oh, if you're listening, this is going to be good. <laughs> because as we're walking out our faith and we walk out our passion according to teachings and precepts and principles, and if, if, we, walk our, if we walk our Christianity based on this, will gain tunnel vision because then we'll start to pick and choose out of this right. what fits us. Oh, that's now, I've talked to some people, they, if you, and I'll challenge you this week, as you're talking to other, other people in faith or even outside of that, you'll find that there are some people that they'll be so firm in one thing in this word yeah. that somebody shouldn't be doing right. and by God I'm going to stand and this is what it says right. and it does say that I got that but as much as you've become what grounded in that principle you've become less grounded in another mm, that's true because you've turned because this means a lot to you. And, and, and it, this can go for anything. This can be the besetting sins. This can be just flat sin that you walk into. I mean, this, is, th this can be anything. And if I, see, if I get so wound up in, in my passion for principle, right. I forget to have passion for Jesus. That's right. Our passion should be tied to the man, yeah. not to the scripture. And that's good. I'll challenge some religious people with this one, but well, and I think too, you you look at, and and I'll just use me as an example. You know, you look through things that um, I overcome in my life um, as I started my walk with Christ, um, things that I was delivered from, and I became very passionate. Um, in those areas, and not that that's a bad thing. Um, you know, we want to we want to focus on overcoming sin in our life. We want to overcome the struggles and the strongholds that Jesus delivered us from. But that's not my purpose. Uh, my purpose is getting to know Jesus, um, strengthening my relationship so that in turn I can help deliver others. Um, we can help them break strongholds. We can help them strengthen their walk with Jesus Christ and their relationship. That's the focus. You know, not that the other things are bad. We want to continue to do that. But our focus is always Jesus. And if, if I, I just... 
hearing you talk about that because I'm, I'm one that I believe this totally. Whatever God reaches down and delivers you from, Amen. that now has become, has become a, an anointed testimony for his glory. That's right. And we should, in fact, present that testimony, that deliverance, that breakthrough, that that he, whatever it is, we, we present that then to others that are in need of the same thing that we were in need of. Right. But if we aren't careful, we'll turn mm. and we'll tell them, well, because you're doing this, you can't get that. And we are so, church-wise, I think that we've lost the passion for the for the man Jesus and we've gained the passion for scripture. I, I believe this because look at look at the trend. Look at what's taking place in this country and this world right now when it deals with churches and pastors. Because now we're looking for the next greatest one. Yeah. We're we're going we're going to a church. Oh, you've got to give me that word. Yeah. No, I'd rather give you Jesus. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> because, and we're, I've got scripture to back this up. Right. We just read it. All the teachings of Jesus, all the principles, and all the precepts. Now, I'm talking about Jesus, the God-man. Amen. If he can't preach and teach. That's right what one should look for and how one should want, then nobody. That's right. Who, 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 are, who do we really think we are that can sit and present God's word better yeah, than Jesus? That's right. Amen. We, we can't do that. Yeah. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not taking away the Bible. Right. That's, that's not the thing. I'm going to get to that too. But we've, we're sitting here looking at 12 apostles that had walked passionately with Jesus. Jesus is not there. The man Jesus, the God man, is absent. Right. They had all the scripture. Yeah. They had all the principles. They had all the teachings. They still they didn't lose any of that when Jesus died. They had all of those teachings and then look. Yeah. Now they're locked up in a room with all of this goodness, mm. with every, all these great promises that, that God has given and everything that was going to happen. And, man, here they are. And now Jesus isn't there. Yeah. What, what do I do now? <laughs> oh, church isn't there now. Mm. Oh, come on. So what, what do I do? What has my passion become now? Right. My passion, some would be, man, I can't wait till Sundays, can't wait till Wednesdays. Man, we get to sit at Daddy's table and we get to feast and eat. And that's all great and fine. But when Jesus walked back on the scene, Jesus didn't walk in there and break down a parable. Jesus walked up and said, here, look, touch, feel. Jesus took it from, I don't want you to be tied up in principles and precepts, because you're not going to be able to keep them. Right. What I want you to be tied up in, what I want you to be passionate about, is an intimate relationship with me. He Amen. took a relate. He changed the total meaning of relationship yes, at did. this moment. Absolutely. We went. 
This was, this was the introduction right here. This is the introduction to Christianity. Amen. These two verses. It, some people say Adam and Acts. And right here. <laughs> this is the introduction to Christianity. Because it went away from leaning and pursuing and being passionate about teachings and preachings right. to becoming passionate about me now. Yeah. Wow. I want you to be passionate about me because then if Jesus wouldn't have showed up and Paul said this Paul said that if Jesus wouldn't have raised from the dead all of our religion would be futile that's right it would I agree everything Christianity doesn't even exist if Jesus wouldn't have raised from the dead so it's right here Christianity began. He came back and said, look, I'm here. That's right. I've done exactly what I told you I was going to do. Now I want to take you to a different level. Touch Praise me. Praise God. That's right. <laughs> Touch me. See me. See me See me in adverse situations. See me. See me when you think nobody else is around. See me. But here Jesus is. Jesus introduces a different level of relationship. And he's trying to get his people out of just following... Well, he even went to the Sanhedrin's and the Pharisees, and he, he even broke it down to them. And he said, your traditions make the word of no avail. That's right. you, you've gotten so tied up with Scripture right. that you can't see the one that I want you to have relationship Amen. with. You're looking right past me because you're still looking at Scripture. <laughs> and everything in Scripture is supposed to draw us. Right. We're supposed to be able to see Christ. Right. If we used... If we could use Jesus as the magnifying glass on Scripture, we'll get everything he talks about. If we're, not, if we're not looking through Jesus, looking for Jesus, looking after Jesus, if we're not doing any of that stuff, all we're doing is reading Scripture. Sure. This stuff doesn't come to life without Jesus. Right. Well, I think about too just operating in a church um, and and we've talked about this in women's ministry before um, it's easy to get caught up and and I'm I'm very guilty um, you look at the spirit of Martha <laughs> I'm, I'm a doer you know I see something needs to be done and I'm so busy prepping. are you a doer or you make everybody else do oh both <laughs> um, but I see so many things that need to be done and and I'm I'm busy. I, I want things to be right, you know, for the church, for, you know, Jesus representing him. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when we place that before our time with Jesus, um, or he doesn't take the main stage, getting everything ready takes the main stage, then you have to balance that. And I think a lot of us are guilty. I'm, I'm really guilty of it. Um, and so you have to learn to stop and talk to him and focus. This is, this is, what is this, what am I doing? What is the purpose of this? And bring it all back to presenting yourself for him. And, and I, I just, you're talking about that. And I'm going, man, God, how, how did we lose the passion when we walked with you? Mm. I mean, here these guys are. Yeah. And they lost passion for him. And if we aren't careful... Because I and, and I think this is this is God's fault <laughs> because He presented the word so well, right? 
that he calls people to hunger for his word. Mm, that's good. But in the meantime, we hungered so much for that, we lost focus we did. on him. And, and the passion for the disciples, I mean, if, if the passion would have stayed there for Christ, they should have been out. Mm. Should have been on the street. And I'm not and, and and don't get me wrong, I'm not coming to you this morning out of a perfectionist attitude that I've accomplished because I'm not even close. Right. But I'm 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 coming at you with an with an understanding that man, if we're not putting Jesus first. You know, none of this right here can take place without Him. That's right. That's right. You can't be healed without Him. You can't be saved without Him. And and if we aren't careful, see, I think we've we've gone away from so much of, man, just loving on Jesus and getting to know Him as a person. And we've gotten tied up in knowledge. Man, we, we, and we challenge each other. Right. We'll challenge each other inside of you. You'd be surprised how many times I'll get challenged. <laughs> People will walk up to me and go, hey, Pastor, I was reading this scripture. What you think? <laughs> you know? I, and, and I'm not saying that's bad. I'm that's just saying, you know, when we're... Yeah. Look at it like this. When Jesus was walking with the disciples and Jesus went out and threw one of them crazy parables... And everybody's scratching the head, mm-hmm. and the disciples come in and go, "Hey, can you explain what you just said?" Right. And then he break it down for them. Jesus was even pointing them in the direction. Then, don't be after the word that I give you; be after me, because right. he said, "I'll entice you enough to get you hungry, but right. you come follow me. I'll show you. I'll show you what that scripture sure. is." I'm not going to just tell you, but I'm going to show you that scripture. That's right. You follow it. He was trying to stir up passion in them yes. for him, not for the scripture, not right. for what he said. Because yeah. any Buddha has said, mm-hmm. I mean, we, they've all said, they've all said, right. but none of them done. Right. Jesus is the only the one. Only one. He's the only one. Yeah. And. So I, I believe that our passion, I think we've just gotten sidetracked. Yes. And, and I think this is a good time. Man, what, a, what an awesome time to talk about the passion mm-hmm. for Christ. Amen. Because now you don't have. You're sitting on your couch this morning. You're drinking <laughs> coffee. You're eating donuts and you're kicking cats. Well, maybe not kicking them. Don't be offended. But petting a cat, whatever. And, but here we are, man. We're, we're laying back down. What is your passion? Right. Right. Have you lost your passion? And, and I'm just, I'm talking to you. I'm coming from a real point of view. Right. Do you know how complicated this is? <laughs> to know that when you go to church or you go to the building on Sunday that you get to just talk to a camera? That's right. I mean, you, you want to talk about, do you still have the passion? Right. I like interaction. Uh, we all do. And me to sit here and look at a camera drives me insane. <laughs> but I like interaction. Yeah. So I'm going, wow. God, have I gotten tied up to that? Yeah. That my passion has been lost for you? Mm-hmm. Is, is that my passion? Is because people sitting in the chair, is that what drives me to do what I do? Mm-hmm. Or is it Jesus that drives me to do what I do? 
And, and that's, that's where we have to go back. And it, it goes right back to when we were first introduced to Jesus. Right. It goes right back to when we first said, God, I need you. And he came in in such a way, and he said, here, touch. That's it. Touch feel. The Holy Spirit didn't come to you and, and, and start giving you word. He came with compassion and love, and he said, here, touch, look, see, feel. It's me. Hmm. He, took, he took you right to the relationship that he wants okay. you in. Let me think. What's that scripture? We're saved by merit? Not at all. <laughs> oh, it's not by merit. No, so, never enough. So no matter what you do, no matter how you walk this word out, you can be perfect. You can, could you imagine the one that can stand before God? Hmm. What a disappointing day. You lived your whole life walking this scripture to the T. To the T. And the day that you're introduced to God, he looks at you and goes, depart from me. I There's that relationship again. That's right. Depart from me. I never knew you. He didn't say, wow. God didn't, he's not, he didn't put in scripture. He didn't say depart from me because you didn't know John 3.16. That's right. You couldn't, you couldn't, uh, you, you couldn't quote Hezekiah 3. Hezekiah is not even a book. But, but that's how we get, that's how we get. Our knowledge, Bible says that knowledge puffs us up. It does. And, and, and man, we'll, we'll challenge each other. Well, I can quote 15. I don't, and God don't care. Man, it, it doesn't matter how much of this word that you can quote. If you don't know him, if he doesn't know you, right. it doesn't, none of this matters. And, and he says he puts the word in your heart. It's, it's already in, there. It's in your heart. So knowledge is, is good. Don't get us wrong. Knowledge is good. It's good to read the word. It's good to know the word and understand the word but it's in your heart. So if your heart isn't living it, walking it out, sharing it the proper way, then all of this knowledge is not any good. And I sit back and look, and you were talking about, um, you know, the disciples when Jesus died and them sitting around in the room. And I think, I'm thinking of the parallel right now. Look at everything that happened before COVID. Look where we are. Look at how Things in the church were just brewing. Look at how we were strengthening each other in the Lord. We were excited. We were around. And you can't come here anymore. So look at the parallel between the two. Now we're here and we're going, we're the church. We're the church, church. We're the, it's, it's us. It's inside of us. It's not the building. That's what we're telling everybody. But what are we doing with it? What are we doing? We're convinced, and I'll be the first one to tell you, oh. the, the passion part right now, this is so hard. I mean, it's, it's easier for me because I'm at work. Um, I go to work every day. I see people. I work in a hospital, so I have the opportunity to minister to people. Um, and through text and social media, I think we're, we're blessed in this day and age um, to be able to still be able to Zoom and have those meetings and touch people or, you know, 
you know, send a text message or social media message, things like that. But we're the church. God said when he leaves, this is going to be greater. This is going to be the better opportunity. What are you doing? How are we doing this? Where's the passion? Where is our passion now? <laughs> that we can't and, bring and them to a does. building and show them our children's program. We can't bring them to the building and, and say, looky here. You know, where is our passion now? And, then, and this, isn't, this isn't meant to be a, a, a condemning type of discussion. I, no. I'm just wanting us to maybe... I truly believe that God is using this moment in the church... Not to refocus us, hmm. but to reset us. Amen. I agree. Because there was a time that the church was on fire. Amen. Had passion. Yes. I mean, when, when this took place, after this took place, look, look at what happened. There was 3,000 people that were saved <laughs> Amen. and came into the body of the church. That's right. <laughs> I don't know why this is coming up. Amen. You know, when, when, when Jesus first started talking with, talking about his disciples, they, they were first his disciples. They were. And as they grew, Jesus took them to another stage. Yes. He said, I call you friend. Amen. <laughs> but you know what he starts calling them now? Hmm. Brothers. Yes, he does. So, man, we, yeah, I don't want to, I don't think I want to dig in. I might save that one. <laughs> but we, we start as disciples. We get closer to him. We become friends. Man, there, there's nothing. They always say blood's thicker than water. Yep. How much closer can you get mm, to blood with? That's right. Than being called brother. You're I mean, a brother. But God wants us to be passionate for him. Amen. And, and I, we turned our passion somewhere. Yeah. I'm guilty. We all are. Yeah. Look, I didn't just sit and be discipled by anybody. Yeah. I'm picky. <laughs> I'm picky who I listen to. Yeah. I may not agree with them socially or what, but if they on point with the word, yes. now I can, I can feed, I can glean in that. Right. I can eat the meat and leave the bone. Right. But I'm picky who I listen to. Is it because that my passion went away from him mm. and went to scripture? Yeah, I see it. I was passionate for, I was passionate for a word. Right. Man, I, I wanted what we call meat. Yeah. Or what the Bible calls meat. Right. But I wanted the meat. I wanted the meat. I wanted, and I fell in love with the meat. Right. Get that on time word, right? <laughs> I fell out of love right. with the chef. Hmm. That's good. And I, and I don't, I don't. Man, before y'all get crazy, your past ain't fell off the deep end. <laughs> I, I'm still as... <coughs> Excuse me. I'm in love with Jesus more now hmm. 
than I was even two months ago. Yeah. Because I don't have people. Hmm. And when you don't have people, it forces you. It pushes you. See, we think that God's love is always (laughs) gentle. (laughs) Maybe sometimes it takes stuff just like this that we can recognize just how great his love is. Amen. Just how awesome he is. How much he desires us. Man, it, that film's got it down, the passion. I mean, it, it's got it down, the passion of Christ. He was so passionate. Man, he, never, he never once veered from us. He never left... He never left. Yes. He never left me then. Amen. Wow, church. Yeah. If he if he never left us then. How could we even think that he left us now? That's so good. That's true. Man, the hard, <laughs> the hard part's over. He's already done it. But we can get so caught up because what we visualize in life isn't scripture in fruition. Right. It's the hope. It's a hope of scripture to become the fruit right. in our life. But what we see, man, what we're experiencing, what we have right now is not God's, That this wasn't God's hope. No, no not at all. <laughs> this is not God's hope. God's hope, God said that where two or three are gathered together in my name, right. there I am in their midst. Not when, not when this one's at their house and that one's Amen. at theirs. That's why he talks about don't forsake the gathering of your people. Amen. And, and if it, he wants us back together so much. Yes, he does. Because there's something else there that happens with a corporate worship Amen. that Amen. just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen when you're home alone. That's right. It, it's just not there. And, and don't don't ask me the the theological <laughs> breakdown of that. I just know I just know what I experience. And 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 some of you may be able to pinpoint that and go, well, it's emotional. You get caught up in the hype. Maybe so. May, maybe so. But God's an emotional God. Absolutely. I used to he preach is. against that. I used to say, God don't care what you feel like but that's a lie that's right that was a lie from hell and I was a preacher preaching that God don't care how you feel because Christianity ain't about your feelings well Christianity in itself isn't about your feelings but God does care how you feel absolutely he does he said I'm drawn yes to the brokenhearted amen what is our passion what's our passion today what are we passionate about now when it comes to church? And, I, and I'm, not, 
I don't want to single nobody and take nobody out of and say you're passionate now watching Family Feud or something. Like that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going there with that. I'm just saying, what, what are you passionate about now? Are you, are you passionate about getting caught up mm. in the news mm. and all the negativity about COVID? Right. I mean, is it for real? I don't know. There, there's a virus. People getting sick, and there are people dying, and God bless them, and, and, and I hope that they know Jesus when they, when they pass from right. this world. But I, is, it any, is this any different than what everything else has been? I mean, there, there were kids going to school, what, with the bluebonic plague? Yeah. I mean, there was such an epidemic. I don't forget how many thousands of people that were dying a day. And it was Charles Spurgeon, I think, was preaching. Yeah. Preaching about hope and preaching about healing and pre in the midst of that man we're nowhere even close to that yeah. and his passion was Jesus that's right and I think in times of trouble you know and and I've talked to people about this I don't believe that God sent um sent this I don't believe that within my heart um but I do believe God will use this um he Absolutely. will use this time to draw you close and to bring you closer to him and to bring you that passion, you know, to, to reignite, to redeliver um, that passion you had. The, you know, and you think about your passion with Christ. Um, how do you reignite that? And I look at, and we, we've, we've done marriage ministry for years, but I look at your relationship with your husband and wife. You know, your relationship with Christ is no different than your relationship husband and wife, where you can't survive off one or two words through the week um, or a song. You know, our relationship can't function if we don't have that emotional connection, if we're not talking, if we're not sitting at the table together, if we're not spending time together. We have our lives. Um, we have family. There are things that we have to do, but we still engage each other. That's how that passion continues. And it's the same thing with Jesus Christ. If we don't spend time with him, if we're not in the word, if we're not worshiping with him, if we're not asking him, Lord, help me to clear myself and to put my feelings aside and my selfishness aside and my emotions aside, my wants, it's, it's most likely not needs, it's wants, and what do you desire from me? What can I do for you? You know, Pastor talks all the time about when, when we speak to God, what are we doing? Are we going down a wish list of all the things that we're praying for, all the healing? And we need to pray for people. We need to pray for healings. But is it a Santa Claus mentality where we have a list of all of the things of God that I want you to do for me? And he reminds us constantly, God, what can I do for you today? How can I be the body of Christ? How can I help somebody? How can I show your love? You know, in the morning when I ride to work, that's kind of my quiet time. That's where um, 
I can have a few minutes of peace, um, and my it's it's almost ritual. It's it it is. It really is. God, what can I do for you? Allow me the opportunity to show you um, through things that I do today, through my actions. Use me. Make me. Give me the opportunity every single morning. That's what I ask Him. So I think this is is just a refreshing, a returning. You know, things are gloom out there. So, again, we have to use this opportunity. And, and when Pastor was talking to me this morning, I, I was going through my head trying to think of the scripture. Philippians 4, 7. And I know, Tommy, you don't have that. But Philippians 4, 7. The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. And I just said that a little while ago. <laughs> he will guard your heart. When the situation looks gloom, there is no, there is no understanding. People are array. There's confusion everywhere. I mean, look at the times that we're in right now. The There's peace anger, of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart. You know, we think, it, and it is, it's partially our responsibility. We have to guard, you know, we say that to the kids, guard your ear gates and your eye gates and your mind gates. You, you know, you have to guard them. You have to guard what comes in. But God, God will guard your heart and your minds through Jesus. How do you get that? Spending time with him. Spending time, that's relational, spending time with him, opening your heart up to him. And I, I want to talk about the, this one thing before we, before we close up, but don't get confused when I talk about not reading the Bible or what, I'm not telling you not to read the Bible. Right. What, what I'm telling you is, if you're reading the Bible just so that you can prove yourself. Mm. My friend, you're, you're missing it. Right. You're missing the mark. Because this knowledge, the knowledge of God's word without the relationship with God will do you no good. Yeah. Satan knows that word yes, better than we will ever know yes, that word That's right. and yet he's condemned for eternity he is yeah so the knowledge let's look at it like this if the knowledge of god's word is only for you you're wrong mm. if it's only meant so that any type of theological debate you can get in the middle of and, and you can quote them a scripture and bring them here or take them there, that you're, you're in it for the wrong bit. Right. But if the knowledge of God's word is drawing you closer to a relationship, right. not just the knowledge of him. See, the only reason that I don't like talking about personal beliefs, and, but this is where I'm at. The only reason that I would want to gain knowledge out of this word other than getting a relationship with him right. and 
coming to understand him and, and, and to know how he is. I mean, because let me tell you something. God didn't stop acting when this book stopped writing. No. So God does everything differently now than what he done last week. Well, Pastor, God's the same day. Yet yes. It has nothing to do about what he yes. does. It has everything to do with how he does it. That's right. Because he does it righteously. He yes. does it holiness. He, he is, I mean. Right. But when I gain knowledge of this word, I'm gaining knowledges of the promises. Amen. That God has already given me yes, yes. when I accept that relationship Amen. with him. And if we don't know who we are in Christ, it's hard Amen. to walk out that here. That doesn't mean that our relationship fails. Because listen, there's going to be a lot of people that's going to make it to heaven. Yeah. And live without promises on this earth. That's right. Because they don't know. Right. Okay. So I'm just saying, don't you don't get into this to gain knowledge to puff yourself up. You get into this to gain knowledge so that you know what your rights are. Amen. Amen. You ain't going to... No lawyer is going to represent you in a court without knowing what your rights That's are. That's right. Amen. Shouldn't you know what your rights are? That's right. You're representing... You're representing <laughs> God here. That's right. So you should know what the rights are. That's right. So when you're reading scripture, you're not gaining just knowledge for yourself. That's right. You're gaining knowledge that through the relationship that you have with Christ, you're able to represent the kingdom on earth as it is Amen. in heaven. Luke 11.52 says this. It says, Woe to you, lawyers. I'm not picking on lawyers. This is just what the Bible. Take this up with the Bible. It says, Woe to you, lawyers, for you have taken away the key of knowledge. Mm. The key of knowledge is Jesus. Amen. That's, <laughs> you can't understand Scripture without Him. Right. So you've taken away the key of knowledge. You did not enter in yourselves and those who were entering, you hindered. Mm. Wow. So you, you're basically, you're, you're trying to pinpoint everything on everybody else from your knowledge. Well, you can't do this, and you can't do that, and you can't, and you can't. And you, let me, this is all about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Your passion should be about loving Jesus and getting to know him. Amen. Well, Pastor, you get to know. You ain't read the book cover to cover. How dare you? <laughs> you, if I told somebody right now that there's days that I'll go and I may not even read a scripture, they'd turn them upside down. <laughs> I just said it, didn't I? It's transparency. I just put it out That's there. That's okay. But I, I'm, I'm just. Yeah. I'm more interested in talking to him. Yeah. I want our relationship to deepen. Amen. And I get this, and, and I'm all for this, but I really feel that though the church in general has lost passion for the person and has now got passion for the principles. Hmm. Because we want to tell people where they're wrong and yeah. where they're not right and where they could be better. And I don't want to do that no more. Amen. I don't want to tell nobody where they're wrong. 
I just want to tell you how much Jesus loves you. Amen. And if we can't get to that point, what are we doing? Right. We're, we're, doing, it, we're doing it all wrong is what we're doing. So my thing is, it's okay, it's, it's okay to desire and hunger and thirst after righteousness and, and to dig into God's word and to study God's word. It's, that's fine. But if this becomes your passion and Jesus wanes, what's it profit you? Right. My relationship with him is way more important than how many scriptures I can quote. Right. I mean, it just is. I mean, we've got so much stuff at our fingertips. This is the Google queen. We got so much stuff at our fingertips. If there is a question, man, we can Google it. We can. And it'll take us to the scripture. It will. If we want to know what God says about this or how God looks at this, right. man, Google it. It'll take you right to scripture. Now read the scripture. Yep. That's fine. If you need to know the rights, you got the right. right. What, what does God say about prosperity? Well, this is what God says about prosperity. Right. What does God say about sickness? This is what God says about sickness. Right. What, anything you want to know what God says is here. <laughs> but I don't, I don't want us to get, I want our passion to become Jesus. Amen. I can't wait. Well, I have to. <laughs> but my prayer in this time, especially after today, is that God, if you'll, if you'll come in into a home, that's our prayer. We'll close it. We'll, you got something else? Well, I was, the only thing I, you, when you went to um, John 20, 21, um, I, I, went, I read through a little bit more. The only thing that stood out to me and I, I really wanted to impress upon you um, is after he came back um, and he came to Thomas in 27, 28, and 29, he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands. Reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. But listen, this, this is for us. This is, this is for the children of God. This is for the church today. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. So blessed are those who haven't seen. We haven't touched him. We haven't sat with him at dinner physically. We haven't been at the table with him to understand his teachings and listen. We haven't watched him be beaten at the cross. We have movies, but we weren't there. Blessed are those who have not seen and still believe. That's our promise. We're blessed. He says so. That's in your heart. That's your promise for today. I think I've just... Uh, see, this would be a time we would have an altar call. <laughs> and, we, and we would just get up here and just, just go after it. I'm going to challenge you today to go after it. Amen. You, you don't have to be here. 
You can do it right where you're at. You can do it with the couch, the chair, <laughs> in your garage. You can go after it. It doesn't have to be in front of people. See, that, that's, that's, their, that's our difference. That's our difference. And, and my prayer today is that God show himself Amen. to us in a time of need. Amen. See, he's no respecter of person. He's not. If he went to his disciples to show himself when they were in fear and locked up, he'll do the same thing for yes, us. Yes, my, my prayer is that God will show himself to us in this time. Because, see, we... We've done it. Man, I would, al- I would almost love to just take some time to do a poll and find out, and, and if you would be honest, find out how many people have caught themselves in fear mm-hmm. since this has broke out, since this has taken place. How, how many of us have found ourselves in fear, locked up inside, scared to death? I think everybody has at one moment or another. You know, this thing, here it comes, here it comes. And God showed up. And Jesus said, peace, be with that. That's it. (laughs) So, peace, be with you. Amen. And uh, I hope y'all got something out of this. I just wanted to talk about, I just wanted to talk about our passion today, just to, just to remind us that, man, don't, don't be so passionate about just coming to a building. Be, right. be passionate about Jesus, man. Amen. Love on Jesus in your kitchen. Amen. Yeah, is it easy? No. David said, I will encourage myself, myself That's right. in the Lord. <laughs> if you ain't got nobody there to help, do it by yourself. Amen. What are you waiting on? But really take an take a inventory today. What, what is my, man, before we get back into this church, I, I'm hoping that you'll be able to figure that out. So when we come back in here, we can show the passion of Jesus. Amen. And be passionate for him, man. And, right. just, and go after it. But, well, let's close up. I hope y'all got something out of it. I hope you eat good today. If you don't have no ice cream in the fridge, that is a necessity. <laughs> go get you some ice cream. But uh, we love you. We'll close in prayer and like Debbie said, if, if there's stuff that you need or we got to talk about or you need some counsel or you want some prayer, man, reach out, man. The, the church family's here. And you Amen. Don't worry about overwhelming us. If you overwhelm us, I'm going to put you on Tommy and uh, let Tommy pray for you. <laughs> and uh, we'll do stuff like that. We'll send Billy to your house to anoint your dogs and <laughs> whatever else has got to take place. We don't care. We'll do crazy stuff. So... That's our encouragement for you today, and, and, and I hope this does something in you, not just for you, but Amen. in you. So, Father, today we just thank you again for being so gracious yes. to us as your people. Father, we thank you for the compassion that you've had on us. God, that you didn't leave us then, <laughs> you surely ain't going to leave us now. Amen. So, Father, thank you for not letting any divide keep us from your love. And Father, I just speak blessings over your people. Father, I pray that peace. Yes. No, we're going to declare that. Yes. Peace be with you. Amen. 
Not the peace of this world, not the, the peace not of all. your understanding, That's not the right. peace of your situation, but the, the peace that he left you. Yes. That's what we decree Amen. and declare into your life. Peace Amen. be with you. And Father, we just, we're so gracious. Yes. God, we can't tell you enough how much we love you. Amen. Keep your people. Yes. Hold them, to- hold them close and yes. hold them tight. God, we can we're anticipating getting back together. Yes, Lord. So, Father, help us in this. Breathe life back into our situation. Amen. Father, we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. Yes, it's in Lord. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll see y'all next Sunday.